Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, welcome. It is Thursday on the Bible Reading Plan Podcast, and uh, my name is Tom Joustra, and my guest all week is Dan Brown. And so, um, yeah, let's just sort of dive in here. It is Thursday, and typically on Thursdays, uh, we like to call it Thankfulness Thursday. And so, Dan, is there anything recently or not so recently that you're just really thankful for? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, recently got a new job. I'm about six months into it. And- okay. I am so thankful for this job. It's like all of the things that I've learned to be good at over the, my years, I'm, I'm going to be 55 this February and, uh, my whole life in a factory. And, and this, um, this job allows me as a general manager of this factory, allows me to execute all of these things that I've learned. And, and I'm, I'm just so fulfilled and blessed by it. It's, mm. it's fantastic. So thankful for it. Cool. Yeah. So you know you're in the right spot right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Good. Yep. Well, we thank we thank the Lord for for good places to work. Yeah. Yep. I you know I work at Zealand Christian. Mm-hmm. I've been there thirty three years or so at wow. Zealand Christian, and it just it just continues to be a great great place to work. I love it. Love the staff. Love the love the kids. Just, just not, love not to get there. too far off on the on a tangent, but yeah. do, do you do find working at a Christian school? Um, you think it's uh, much more um, conducive to living a Christian life than if you were to work at a public school? Do you think it helps to foster that? I myself, I think. I mean, we, we there are some wonderful Christian folk that teach in the Christians that sorry that that teach in a public school. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I I've never been in a public school. I, I mean, I went okay. to Christian school all my life, so I don't know what the difference would mm. be for me as a teacher. I'm just used to talking about it and having devotional times with my students and just being very open about it. So I I don't know what the other wow okay. what the other situation is like. So I can't speak. To all that. right, all right. I was just curious. Yeah, I, I don't know. Grew up in a public schools. Sure. So do my children. So sure. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Well, there's wonderful Christian people in public schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For they're sure. needed. They're so needed there for sure. But one thing I'm, I'm thankful for is like my, my children are all kind of where they I want to make sure I say this right. They're, they're kind of doing what the Lord wants them to do. Mm. Like my, my oldest daughter's a teacher and she absolutely loves it. My son is a manager of a high ropes course, high zip lining type of thing. He loves it. Mm. Um, my next daughter is a graphic designer in Colorado Springs. She absolutely loves it. And my youngest is an intern right now um, at a VA hospital in Tucson. Um, she's working with, um, low vision or no vision vets she works for the va wow. over there and she's an intern there and it, it looks like it's uh, like a pretty good possibility that she's gonna get a job there Fantastic. and so just just thankful for for jobs for my myself and for Lori and for the kids you know like we're all happy you know yeah. we're all doing what the lord obviously wants us to do because we're passionate about it and we continue to love it and just something that we're very very i believe for. that that's a side effect of being his child i is it yes he helps get you into places where you need to be. Yes. Oh, I totally agree. 
Yeah. And we have to be so, so thankful for that. For sure. I agree. Well, today's scripture. Yes, we are on John 2, 1 through, 1 11. through 11. Are you willing to kind of walk us through that? Absolutely. All right, John 2, verse 1. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do what he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial, ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choicest wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory and the disciples believed in him. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you. His first miracle, right? Changing yeah. water into wine. Um, two things, again, stuck out at me. The first one is, is more on the kind of on the silly side or the humorous <laughs> side. But, um, you know, because um, Mary goes up to Jesus and she's like, they have no more wine, you know? And he's like, um, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. And, and I can just see her rolling her eyes. And again, I don't know if she did it or not. <laughs> but then he, she looks over at the servants and says, just do whatever he tells you, you know, like yeah. that, made, that just made me chuckle a little bit. Like, like she knew her son. Yeah. She knew her, what her son was capable of. And she was just like turning to the services. I know he doesn't want to do it, but just do whatever he tells you. And uh, I could just see, and again, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just adding to the story here in my own mind. Jesus kind of going, yes, mom. Okay, guys, fill the jars with water. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I could be totally wrong, but that's just the silly little thing that, that I thought I, of I like it. I was I've, reading it. <laughs> I have always read it the same way, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and and I kind of looked up some some commentary a little bit on this one, and I thought, what is, you know, it? I was shocked actually. They said that uh, one of them that I read said that he she may not have known what he was going to do, mm. but because they um, they most scholars I guess believe that. At this point, uh, Jesus' earthly dad had passed away by mm -hmm, this time. Right. And so when Mary gets in a sticky situation, she just trusts her son, Jesus, her mm -hmm. oldest son, to take it over and just say, and, she, you know, probably did not know that she was, that he was going to actually turn it into wine. Oh. Just said, here help. Right. Right. I, I trust you, whatever you're going to do, huh. do, you know, 
And that's what came out of it. So I was really surprised because I've one, always read it. One commenter or yeah, it was just one commentary. That? Okay. That's okay. all. So uh, that was that was interesting. Sure, sure. Anything uh, else <laughs> that jumped out at you? I, I thought it was kind of funny too the way he just says "woman." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> could you imagine responding to uh, your mother that way right now, or your, your wife, <laughs> woman? <laughs> Why are you bothering me? <laughs> now, I, I looked at a footnote because I was like, "Oh wow, he, uh, is that the way to talk to your mom?" But it says it did not denote any disrespect. Okay, cool. So, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think it. Right. right I mean, right, it was exactly. Jesus, right? right. So, but yeah, I, it still thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I was struck by too that the amount was is crazy, and um, twenty to thirty gallons. I mean, Each. six, yeah, and there's six jars. That's a lot of wine. Yes, it is. Holy cow! <laughs> but then you they know, partied. I guess. Yeah, they partied. At, I guess at their weddings. I, I guess you know. I remember reading somewhere at one point that these were like several days long, or maybe even mm, a week long. Yeah. A, a wedding is right <laughs> back in those days. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that, that right. I guess that makes more sense because they're gonna. Be a lot of days of wine drinking. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'd have such a headache. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> Something else um, that stuck out to me was the very last part of verse ten. But you have saved the best till now. So up until that point, I think they had had pretty good wine, but now all of a sudden they have great wine. Yeah. And that made me think back to earlier this week. You know, when we were talking about how we're in this transition period where we can see some pretty good things right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be great someday. Yeah. Right? The new heavens and the new earth. It's, it's going to be even greater than the good things that we experience now. Um, so again, I have no idea whether that is what this is supposed to be right. signifying, but that's just something right. that came out of into my head. Um, but you have saved the best until now. Like we have the best to look forward to in the future. We can experience good stuff right now on heaven or on earth here, but we have the best still waiting for us to come. So I can't wait. Can't wait for that. Yeah. I, I couldn't help but think a little bit. I mean, I have tasted wine in my day mm -hmm. and I couldn't help but think, boy, I wonder what kind it was. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, this is perfect Jesus wine, right? I mean, right. it's so gotta it taste taste really like? good. I know. Wow. <laughs> Oh, so anything else about uh, this parable, not this parable, this miracle about Jesus turning water into wine? Um, going back a little bit, I, I I liked that he was still acknowledging that my time has not yet come. But um, he still did it. Hmm. So it's something that that's true. We kind of talked about in youth group a few times is that um, he had to manage the crowds and he had to manage what people were thinking and how fast this went to some degree. Because hmm. he, he would say, he would, he would sometimes tell people that he did a miracle for Don't tell anyone. Right. Who did this? Yeah. Cause he, it was like he was managing the timeline because he it had to roll out a certain way. Yeah. And um, I thought that was kind of cool. This was another, to me, having gone down that not too long ago, that path of him managing, recognizing that he managed the, the, uh, the timeline of his ministry in that way, that this was another example of him yeah. managing that right. timeline. Yeah. But he still did it. He still did it. And so he, you know, you kind of picture him kind of contemplating or, I know. or seeing, <laughs> maybe seeing, uh, 
maybe looking ahead in his mind's mm-hmm. eye because he can see the future and go, okay, well, nothing too bad's going to happen from this. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> I guess who I guess knows? I can do this now. Right. <laughs> so any way that we can turn this into a blessing or a challenge for our listeners oh, today? Wow. Yeah, I mean. It's harder sometimes to get challenges or blessings out of a story because this is more of a story. Well, what I what you see in the stories from the Bible are his actions and how he acts in situations. So I see a situation that's important, even socially, it was socially important. And we can't just assume that Christ is only um, interested in the things that are, you know, these spiritual big things. Mm-hmm. This was a this was a wedding. I mean, and it was wine that was missing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it had a lot of social importance. Mm-hmm. And Jesus did a miracle for the sake of of these people and the way that they were going to be viewed socially. Mm-hmm. It, at least that was a big piece of it, right? So we can't. I think that um, in our life that we shouldn't just assume that that Christ is not not going to answer something mm. because we don't view it as a big righteous thing mm. that, that he could, he could actually pull off a miracle just because uh, he's protecting you socially. Mm. It's interesting. huh? Yes, it is. <laughs> That's so, what I would take. From okay. Then, then why, why don't you listeners go into your day knowing that yes, the Lord cares about your spiritual life for sure, but he also cares about your social life. Yeah, and he concerned and he's concerned about your everyday coming and going, right? For sure. Whether you're you're working or not working, whether you're retired or, or or in high school or whatever, he's concerned about your whole life. Your whole life. Yes, oh, I like that. All right. Thank you, Dan, and uh, we'll see you back here for one more podcast tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.